You're listening to The Body Beauty Show, a podcast brought to you by Artemis, your partner in aesthetics and wellness. My name is Austin Evans, and I am your host. Let's get started. are not live because this is pre-recorded for the listeners that are curious. This is not a uh, nationally syndicated uh, broadcasted show over the airwaves of CNN, NBC, and what have you. But nonetheless, <laughs> we have Courtney Scholl on today. Am I saying your last name correctly? I feel You like are, I'm... yeah. Okay. And you're Scholl. not related to Dr. Scholl's, the f- footwear. No, not related. Okay. It's spelled a little different. It just is S-H-U-L-L. But it is exactly. pronounced the same. My mom has a hard time pronouncing it too, still. <laughs> Been married Honey, for three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see that Hooked on Phonics did not just not only work for me, but for others as well. I'm not a spelling bee champion. So um, <laughs> there you have it. Anyway, back to you. Courtney, thanks for being here. You are amazing. And I am beyond excited to talk to you. Thank How you so you much for having me. Feeling good. Ready. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's do it. There's, I don't know, an ocean of things to talk about and we have only 24 hours in a day. So let's get started. Awesome. Um, So that said, I want to give the listeners a flavor of uh, who you are. So let's start with a little bit of, well, let me set this question up. Okay. Who is Courtney Scholl and what do you do? Um, I am owner of SoCo Face and Body Works in uh, Northern California. I am a permanent makeup artist, a body sculpting specialist. Uh, I do spray tanning, teeth whitening, and um, basically just run the office. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there, there was one thing that she missed uh, in her biome that she just gave up herself, which is that she is Sonoma County's top premier health spa. <laughs> Thank you. As yes. By yours truly. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Cordy, I think maybe an interesting place to to step next, the next stone to step on, on this, uh, I don't know why I'm going with the metaphor of the ocean body of water, but anyway, is to ask you this question. And it's a simple question, which is what is the biggest problem facing the beauty business today? Um, honestly, I would say it's like the, it's a blessing and a curse, but I think it's the changing. Everything is getting so advanced and so quickly, like anything you learned, two years ago is probably getting done better somewhere else now. Um, so like upkeeping your education and like, but with that is like, there's so many misconceptions, like with everything that I've been doing, like, it's like, Oh, when you go one place, it says this and you go somewhere else and it tells you something different. So like really kind of like diving in and finding out those answers for yourself, I think. Um, but I would say that's probably, it's like a blessing and a curse. It's, it is getting so advanced, which is amazing. And there's so many, more opportunities for people to feel better about themselves, but it's also like really important to make sure you're keeping yourself up to date and like finding those new techniques or new machines or whatever it is that's um, depending on like what part of the beauty you're working on um, to make sure that you're staying up to date and giving your clients the best things that they can, that you can offer. 
So I heard two things there. One is advances in technology. Mm-hmm. The second is misconceptions. Yes. So let's let's get our fork and knife out and sink our teeth into the, the first. Advances in technology. Okay. So my, my mm-hmm. first thought is um, in computation, there's this concept or law of Moore's law, which states that, I'm not going to get technical, but every 18 months, roughly speaking, technology doubles in its... Uh, or, or rather, uh, computational power doubles every 18 months, meaning technology is like, it's exponential. So we reach this point yeah. where eventually it'll be the singularity where, oh my God, everything is, it's like sci-fi, but in real, in real life. And I never thought about that in terms of the beauty industry with hardware because software mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. So are there specific examples of that or areas of technology that you're seeing these advances that are either really interesting or difficult to keep up with or... C options. Yeah. Um, I would say where I'm thinking with technology wise is more with like my body sculpting machines and that, like, Mm. I mean, during COVID, I started getting into body sculpting. That was COVID was kind of a blessing to me in a lot of ways, um, where it was really hard for a lot of people. But, um, for me, like I started getting into the body sculpting because I had all this free time and permanent makeup is tattoo. So the government doesn't really like tattoos. They don't care like if we're going to be shut down. So we were still shut down and that's my opinion. Sorry. Maybe they do. Um, but we were still shut down and all the estheticians around me and hairstylists, nail salons, they were all open. So I was like, I need to figure out something else. Like there's got to be something else that I can be open and doing. Um, I'm tired of being off. And I, at that point it was scary. Like it almost been a year and I didn't know what was um, going to come for the future. I didn't know how much longer we were going to be doing this. So I started looking into body sculpting and um, someone locally was teaching and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go take a class. And so I took my first class and it was uh, capitation laser lipo. Well, me and like, I would say 50 other people all have this grand idea. So there's all of a sudden these, all these body sculpting offices opening and um, with these cavitation laser lipo machines and I think there's probably like three people now that still do it because we weren't getting the results. It wasn't like you good sometimes, but you weren't getting like great results. It wasn't consistent. I couldn't find a rhyme or reason for why some people were getting results and some people weren't. So then I started looking into these other machines and then I found the cryo machine, but even the cryo machine, there's a 3.0 and there's a 4.0 and there's the Indosphere machine. And then there's Imslim and there's all these new technologies. And they're all somewhat new. Like they're not, they're not, they haven't been around for 20 years. Like they're kind of updating. And so just finding, staying on top of the body sculpting, I think is a job of itself. Like there's, I'm hearing these new ways to like lose fat and tone and help with cellulite all the time. So it is really kind of um, cool that um, we are going to be um, like doing all these new services, but um, it is something that we do have to kind of stay on top of and really learn about. Hmm. How do you do that? Research and staying into like, luckily with me, um, I use the cryoskin machine from Artemis and they do send like weekly and like, like there's always like new information. If I go into my portal, I can find these new informations and they themselves are coming out with new machines and new things all the time. And even the way that we're using them, they are kind of finding. So that's kind of cool um, that they have that for me. But then on social media, I do a lot of social media 
I will, um, I just think don't be closed off. Like you, there's always someone that knows more than you and someone that can better you. So, and don't look ahead. You still want to look behind. Like the people that are coming into the field are so eager, like listen to them. They might have a little bit more knowledge than maybe you do, even though you've been in the field for a little bit. So I try to like, I watch and see what people are doing. Um, and I'm seeing what's working for them. And then sometimes I even reach out like, Hey, like, do you really like this machine? Have you tried this one? Like, what's your opinion on it? Um, but I would say like really social media is huge. Like the fact that we have all this information and videos at our fingertips is kind of cool. Um, which wasn't around 10 years ago. Are there social media accounts, people that you follow, websites that you follow, blogs you follow, podcasters you follow, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, that you would point people to to stay on top of these challenges of um, advances in technology? Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the cryoskin and the that. I definitely follow those accounts and that, but it's not necessarily like anyone specific that I go to other than like Artemis and cryoskin because I like really love their machines. Um, but it's more just random. It's honestly the explore page. Like if you just go to the explore page and I'll just kind of like read and look at stuff. And then my employees, like my body sculpting specialist that works at the office, Zoe, she's actually the one who first found the cryo skin machine for me. It wasn't even necessarily me because she was the one doing all the body sculpting for me every day. She was upstairs and like, she's like, Hey, I want this machine. And I really think listening to your employees and like, they are very useful with knowledge. So she's actually the one who pointed me into the direction of this. Um, and then I kind of will follow like some other like uh, instructors I've had. So uh, I took training in Salinas, California with Jason from Flow Cryotherapy. So I do look at their page and kind of see what they're kind of doing just because they've been in the field for a while too. And um, But I'll kind of go to different trainers that I've had to too and just kind of look and see. Um, but there's not like specific ones that I'm like, oh, this is where I go to for all my information. It's kind of random. Um, and it kind of changes all the time. And it's not always just myself. It's my team that does a lot of the research as well. Hmm. You've mentioned CryoSkin, I don't know, a hundred times now. Yeah. Tell me about the device. What do you think of it? How has it affected the business? Um, I love it. It has definitely brought in a lot of business for me um, since I've been using it. And it's just because the other machines just weren't strong enough. Like in my opinion, um, the cryo skin machine, I love it because it is, it's using freezing temperatures to permanently remove your fat cells. So you are getting in their science. Like there's clinical studies, there's science behind what it's doing. Like I don't put my name, like I have a cavitation and laser lipo machine here and I will straight tell someone, I told someone last night that came in for a console. I'm like, I'm not putting my name behind this machine. I'm sorry. I will give it to you. It, I will do the service for you. We know how to use it, but I'm not guaranteeing anything with this machine, but I will with the cryo. Like if you follow the guidelines that I'm telling you, you will lose a lot of inches um, and tone and tighten your skin as well. The facial is like amazing. Like you, it like the, one or two treatments of it. And you're still like, I don't think, I think one, you need more than one or two to really see all the results. Like I don't recommend people just coming in for like one treatment. If anything, it's just like going to the gym once you might see some results, but it's, you're not going to really, you need to get a routine. Um, so the cryofacial is the anti-aging facial. It's using freezing temperatures to tone and tighten up skin. You can also use a toning aspect on the cryo skin machine. That's going to be cryotoning that you can tighten up um, and helps reduce the cellulite. We also like to use it when we're doing um, slimming on the stomach because it's tightening up your stomach. Because a lot of women, like I, we do see a lot of women, we do men too, but um, a lot of our women, they have had babies and their stomach is getting 
pushed out and then coming back in and then getting pushed back out again. And so the skin is loose there. So when we're removing the fat, we also want to kind of tighten up that skin at the same time. So they're not having all this excess skin. Like we sometimes will see if people have liposuction, they have this excess skin. So we're trying to solve that problem before it gets there, but we are losing the cryoskin machine is cryoslimming. So we're losing inches. We're tone and tightening um, the skin as well as the face. Um, so that's probably, I love that machine. Um, we're, get amazing results with it. And it's something that like all of us here believe in so um, strongly that I think it shows when we have clients come in, we're like, no, like I know this might be pricier, but save and come and get this one later because you don't want to get the cavitation, the laser light, but like they're just, you might get results, but you might not. And it's not really worth the gamble in my opinion. What customer success stories do you have with CryoScan, if any? Um, just people like, they just feel so much better. Like their family, they're noticing. So they just, they, they themselves, like you just see them open up out of their shell. Like they are just so happy with the results that like, it's almost like a change in personality. Like, like, you're not gonna believe it. Like, um, my husband's noticing, my friends are noticing, um, like people have lost like eight or nine inches off their stomach. Like it's insane how much they're losing. And Granted, like not everyone's going to lose eight or nine inches. Like if you're only 29 inches around, you can't lose eight or nine inches, but like, it depends on like how much people are um, really like they want to lose, but you can get so much result out of it. And they're, they stay like, it's not like people are getting these results and then they're coming back in two months later. Like the results are holding. Um, we actually had a client that was getting so much results. Like, let's just skip the slimming and do toning. And that was a five pack. And I was like, I, to me, I'm like, no, like, let's still, let's get more. But um, yeah, no, a lot of people are like switching it. Like um, most of our clients, they start with one area and they're moving to other areas of their body. Like uh, one of our clients have gotten four separate packages and they just buy a package for each area. And then they get another package once they get, um, once they finish the, like, so they started with their stomach. That's probably our go-to. Everyone starts with their stomach. She finished her stomach and then she did um, the, back fat around her bra straps and then she did her arms and now she's doing love handles um i think next she wants to do her legs she wants to just do the toning on her legs she doesn't need to slim them but um so it's kind of cool like seeing like these people like redoing their packages and like changing different body parts and um but everyone is just i think that's the overall consensus is they just like feel so much happier in in their own skin it's not necessarily that people like need it but they feel it makes them feel more secure in them like we all have I, we've had body uh, sculpting competitors come in who have like, they have like this little itch, like tiny little, like this one little spot right here. Can you just work on that spot? And it's like nothing, like, and no one would ever, like people are dreaming to have the bodies that these people have, but they still like, we all have our insecurities. So to me, like just being able to help people with that insecurity and like see them come out of their shell um, by the end of their package or halfway through their package is just so amazing. That's why we came into this field. Yeah. Yeah. So you had you had a woman that or have still presumably that has bought four separate five packs of cryoskin Mm -hmm. for different body parts because she's so in love with it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's um in the middle of working on her four. I think she's two session gens were fourth package. Yeah. Wild. And eight yes. to nine inches in circumference reduction off the waistline in some cases as well. Yes. Wow, yeah. That's baffling. And oftentimes, like I would say like 
seven inches is like pretty average. Six to seven is like average. Like they, they do lose a lot of inches. It's not just like one or two inches that people are losing. It's, it's quite a big difference in their stomachs. And we mainly see stomachs. Like when I'm saying, um, like it, like, eight or nine inches, I am referring to their stomach area, um, not like a leg or something like that. Like we have lost inches on legs, but not nine, not nearly nine. Um, but we still like, we are working and people don't work on their legs as much, like, especially um, in the United States, it's kind of like, it's like a new thing. Like the women are wanting a little bit bigger legs and butts here. Um, yeah. And they're trying to really focus on their stomachs. It's that like hourglass figure. Um, so we do oh. do a ton of stomachs. And arms. I didn't really realize the back fat and the arms, uh, how, how popular those would be until I started getting into this field. And I was like, oh, never thought about. Yeah, when your bra is like kind of pinching back there, it's something I didn't think about, but um, it's a lot more popular than you think. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Well, so you, you, you do a lot of treatments. Obviously, you're a PM, uh, PMU teacher, is mm-hmm. that right? You're an instructor for yeah. permanent makeup as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> you started your business as a PMU, right? Artist. Yeah. Strictly Can microblading, hear? actually. I only knew uh, how to microblade, interesting. which I don't recommend now. If I would have been able to teach myself something back then, I would not mic- I wouldn't solely microblade. But it made me a very good microblading artist now. Like it taught me a lot because you can't microblade a lot of people that it was that knowledge wasn't out there six, seven oh. years ago. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So is the reason you wouldn't, advocate people just do micro is because of like revenue constraints or what's the reason for that um no actually it's just because i don't i like i specialize in microblade i tell like my students like i'm a little bit of a microblading snob um i like it's like my passion i people laugh at me like they're like you're go do your little beauty thing over there like i i was surrounded by people who had these careers all of my a lot, well, not all of my friends, but most of my friends and the people that I am around, my husband's a firefighter. Um, they're in like the firefighter. My best friends are nurses. Uh, like they're in that community. So they all have these like really important jobs. I'm over here. Like I'm going to be a microblading artist. Like, and they're not looking at me, like not taking me serious, but, um, yeah. So it was, it's more along the lines of, um, when I first started, you, you really have to practice microblading a lot. So that's all I did is I practiced eight hours a day, eight hours a day, like microblading, microblading, microblading. I was a surfer at the time. So I just worked nights and it was like four or five hour shifts. So I had a lot of time to dedicate, but with those micro, when I was doing the microblading um, classes, they didn't, I took three classes before ever working on anyone. So I was very timid. Um, I was an athlete. I was never a beauty person. So I felt like a little bit of imposter syndrome. So I definitely like thought I needed, I needed to prove to myself that I could do it. So I took three classes and any of those classes, they never told me, they, they told you actually the opposite. And it wasn't like they didn't tell you, they didn't mean to tell you wrong information. There just wasn't the knowledge out there. It was so new to the United States at that time. Um, but they said you could microblade over anyone. Like, oh, you can, as long as they don't have oily skin, just avoid oily skin. But you actually, if someone has bad microblading done, I can't fix it with microblading. I'm just adding to the problem when it heals. It looks fine that day, but when you get those healed results a year later, they're not what you're looking for. And same thing, if you're going over old permanent makeup, your microblading strokes just aren't like there's already that scar tissue underneath the skin. It's not going to heal the way you want it to. Um, so that's more what I say. And it's like, you can't, it's, there's a small percentage of people that I think we should microblade. And, um, I microbladed everyone. Cause that's what we were told to do. That's what, that's what, Hey, don't worry. Just microblade them. You can microblade over anyone. So, um, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have, but I guess I learned a lot by doing, um, that. So 
it's definitely like there's so many advances in the microblading industry now that there is that knowledge now, but seven years ago, six years ago, when I was taking my classes, like there, there wasn't that knowledge out there. Yeah. Well, there is no such thing as failure. It is mere education. Yes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. everything, every mistake you make is a learning lesson as long as you learn from it and you don't keep doing it. Every mistake you make, mm-hmm. run a rhyme scheme. Every mistake you make. I can't finish it, but uh, anyway, hey, there's a, uh, there's a, we'll get there later. Uh, <laughs> there's a lyric for your hookbook. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a singer songwriter. So you started as a PMU, presumably doing brow stuff, like you said, waiting, yep. and then you got into the realm of sculpting. Is that correct? Is that, yeah. that the next bolt on? Yeah, but it was years later. Um, so years. I did, yeah, I did microblading uh, solely for two years and I started doing powder brows and that, and I started t- doing lips. And then it was during COVID when I started getting into body sculpting. So it was in 2019 when I started doing body sculpting. Um and it was just because I was like, I want to, like, I've always been fascinated. I'm like, first, you always, when you get these machines, you get them for yourself. Like, you're looking for machines that you would want, right? So you're like, oh, I could get this and I can use them myself and I'm going to give it. And then once I get the results, I'm going to show everyone. Everyone's going to want to get it done. Realistically, like, you don't have the time to do it on yourself. You're doing it on everyone else. You're like, do you want to go into the office? But I was... So it was like a couple of different things motivating me. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, we're in COVID. Everyone's like upset that they're gaining all this weight and we haven't been doing anything. And so I think body sculpting will really take off. And also I wanted something that I could start doing and getting back into my office and being able to work. Because you literally couldn't do your other. Because I, yeah, I could not. Yeah. We got shut down in March and yeah. And we couldn't do it again. Wow. So now that you've added, which devices, CryoScan and Endospheres, is there anything else that you've added to the menu as well or just those two devices? Yeah, so, but I haven't announced it on Instagram. I've just been giving it to my clients. So no one really, it's not on the website, it's not on Instagram, but we also are adding on Imslim, um, which is a muscle stimulator. So we've always had EMS, but this is like EMS on steroids. It's going to give you it's the paddle. It's, it looks similar. Um, it's a muscle contracting device. Um, similar or to maybe like something you might see at a different, like at a plastic surgeon's office or something, but, um, it's different and it's called, it's called Imslim and it's, um, a paddle that you can put on your stomach. You can put it on, there's different types of paddles. So you can put it on your arms. It's a muscle stimulator that's making you lose weight because it's stimulating those muscles. So it's like you're doing 2000 sit-ups or if you put it on your butt, it's like you're doing squats or right underneath your legs. There's all these different settings that you can use it for. I do find the most results is really on your stomach. Like that's what I like to sell it for. Like there is all these other components. Um, I'm not 100% sold on them to be completely honest. My CryoScan is still my go-to. And, but I, it's great to have these other options for people um, that coming in. Cause some people don't want to spend the money on cryo. So I'm like, okay, well, we have these other machines for you. Like I, this is going to get, this is my recommendation, but we have this or someone who just has like a little bit of stomach, but they mainly want to get like a six pack. Like that's cryo is going to help with that and toning the skin, but it, it's not going to give you a six pack. Whereas this is going to be stimulating those muscles. Like you will actually see the muscles come out after one session. Um, it's not one session. Same with this is not recommended. We still want to do a few more sessions, but uh, yeah, that's a new one that we have up our sleeve. I was supposed to announce it this week. Wow, the cat is officially out of the bag. Courtney. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Always trying to expand. Yeah. So, is 
is it similar to MSculpt then? It sounds like it is it yes. conceptually. Yes, it is. I just mm. wasn't like sure if I should be using that name. So I was like, ah, but uh, it is, it's, it's, it looks just like the MSculpt machine, but it's not as strong. Um, it's uh, 20% less strong than the MSculpt machine. So I've actually had a couple of people because I like to test my machine. So I'm very like, um, I want to give free sessions out to get people's opinions on them first, which is why I don't announce anything until I've been able to kind of do that. Uh, quote unquote research, I guess. Um, so I had one of my employees has gotten M-Slim, uh, M-Sculpt done before. So I hooked her up to the M-Slim and I wanted to see um, what she thought. I was like, tell me the truth. Like, is this 20%? Is this 50%? Like, what is the actual percentage? And she was, she's like, I can't pinpoint exactly the number. She's like, but it's definitely between a 20 and 30% um, less strong uh, than the ones that you're getting at the plastic surgeon's office. So I was like, okay, I, I can deal with that. That's, that's good. I wanted her, um, honest opinion. Cause if it was only like, I'm only getting 20 to 30%, I'm not like only getting 20% less Then I was like, okay, then I'm not probably going to use this machine. But, um, if it is getting those results and I wanted to know, yeah. so she loved it. And uh, the other clients that we've had on and it pairs really well with the cryo skin. So the cryo slimming, uh, with the M-Slim is really nice on the stomach. Wow. So those clients that are like finishing up their packages that have gotten their stomach to the point that they want, then I hook them up to the M-Slim and they get that muscle simulation as well. Um, they're really loving the results. One of my uh, clients is a personal trainer and she comes in and she's like obsessed with the combo. She's like, this is so good. <laughs> wow. So you were just yeah. cranking out six packs. Uh, probably with greater frequency than Coors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or a a brewery. That's very cool. Right on. Yeah. So you you mentioned that cryo skin is your bread and butter. Now we're, Mm -hmm. I do want to go back to the three. um, There's three bits that you mentioned uh, at the start of the show, the advanced in technology piece in terms of the problems facing the industry today, the misconceptions. We'll get back to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And then you also snuck in uh, the fact that COVID was a blessing, but we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. So I want to hear more about why CryoSkin is your bread and butter, or your go-to, your show horse. I can't recall what you uh, yeah. phrased it as. Why yeah. is that? Because you get the results. Like as long as they're following some of your instructions, you're going to get the results. Like my biggest thing is people want to come in and they, I tell them to come in on an empty stomach. And they're like, I just had a bite. I'm like, I don't care. It's still like, you're not going to get out. But even then, like my clients that still try and eat something and not come in on an empty stomach are still getting some results. Like that's amazing. Like they don't drink their water. They drink the alcohol the um, same day. Like they don't follow anything I tell them to do and they're still getting results. Like, I'm like that means it's working. Um, now I don't recommend that. So any of my clients, if you watch this, please don't do that. <laughs> follow the instructions. You're going to get better results. It's good. And that's why I try to tell, I tell them in the consultation. I was like, I'm going to tell you everything I want you to do. Drink lots of water, drink the detox tea like please follow all of our instructions because you'll get better results so that could be the difference of my clients losing three or four inches or losing six or seven inches the people that are following those rules these people losing seven inches is that Mm -hmm. five treatments ten pack ten pack i i do sell five packs because i'm like if you if people like are a little hesitant i'm like even like people that told, told, like, so a lot of clients, they come in and once you start talking to them, it's not usually just one area. It's usually like 
three or four areas that they have a problem with. Like they're like, okay, this one is irritating. This one's like kind of bothering me right now, but this, they give you like a list. Like I want to do this first. If I get the results, this, then I want this, this, and this. So what I try to do is I sell the smaller packages. I'm like, okay, do I, if you're going to work on four body parts, is five sessions, five not going to be enough for you? No, but like, let's start at a smaller price point. Let us prove to you, like we'll do a five pack and let us prove to you. And then we can always give you a 10 pack later on or a 20 pack later on once you get the going to get the results proven. Um, so I do recommend a 10 pack for most people. That's kind of like, I just think that's going to get you, you're for sure going to get your results. A five pack is kind of hard because the five, the pricing point of them too, is you get a better deal, the bigger the package. But if you're hesitant, I'm not going to force you to get a, not that I can force anyone to get anything, but I'm not going to like try and talk you into a 20 pack and spend $6,000 when you can get a $2,000 package and like, be thankful and like us, you know, like I want to, I want to prove it to you. So, um, I usually do reckon if they're, but the 10 pack is really like, I think that would be my bread and butter is I would say, do the 10 pack because you're going to see you're, you're giving yourself enough time to really get those results because there is usually a little, they want six or seven inches. They don't want like, I mean, some people are happy with three inches, but a lot of people do want more than that. Or if they have a lot of toning that needs to happen, like if they have just had like three babies and they need to tone the skin, like our five pack will get them the slimming, but it won't necessarily get them enough to get the toning as well. So I do think a 10 pack is the best option for most people, but um, that's where I think I'm losing most of the six and seven inches. I would say four inches is pretty good for the five pack um, or pretty average for the five pack, but um, that's so just off client, the but, circumference of the waistline. Mm-hmm. Yes. And four I inches, actually like four inches. Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just for instance, the client that came in this morning, they started, they bought a package. Uh, she bought a 10 pack last week. And so she came in for her first swimming session last week and she did a toning today. She started at 35 and a half inches. And so she's just had two appointments and she's at 32 inches. And toning is not losing inches. Toning is to tone the skin. It's a skin mechanism. It's not, we're not trying to lose fat or lose more inches with the toning. We're just trying to tighten up the skin um, with the toning. So she's down three and a half inches in a week. Yeah. It's amazing. I love the machine. Wow. So I imagine CryoSkin really hasn't contributed a bunch of revenue then to the business. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> yes. No, it definitely has. It, 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 CryoSkin is what's allowing me to keep expanding, like to keep getting these other new machines. Like, um, we just, we got our industry machine and we're starting to see some really good results with that. We just had our client come in and um, she went to a wedding and she hasn't worn um, a short dress without um, leggings or not leggings, but the stockings underneath to like show her actual legs. And she did for the first time in years. Um, so that was pretty cool. That was, um, and I do recommend like the Indo with the cryo together. It's a little bit more pricey that way, but um, they kind of play off of each other and they're from the same company. So it, it makes sense that they would play off of each other. You get better results with cryo if you're doing some Indos. Um, but yeah, all of our machines complement each other. They all overlap with some other functions, but they all complement each other. So you could actually do a package with all of our all of our body sculpting, and you're still going to get a great. You're going to get really good results if you're doing that. But a lot of people are like, that's not really an option. Um, they kind of want to space it out and really like solely do cryo for a little bit or solely do endo. But like, we are actually um, creating a bridal package that does a complementary of all of them. Um, together for brides. Wow. Yeah. Heck of a niche. Yes. 
I like. And we're in wine country. That's where we're at. <laughs> There's so many weddings. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm so fascinated by these 20 packs. So what what are you pricing these 20 packs at for, for cryoskin? They must they're be. Six, they're 6,000 for 20 pack. Six so it's a little steep, for 20 pack. but. So it seems like there's really almost no place for single sessions ever. If, I mean, really not even five packs. Of course there is, but yeah. 10 packs are almost the genesis or the starting point. Yeah, that's like where I think you're going to get the most bang for your buck is a 10-pack. I, I just think you're going to get the services. You're giving yourself enough time to really see those results. Because some people that lose these six or seven inches, they're not losing them. Like this one client that I just told you about that her second treatment was this morning. That's not everyone's experience. Like sometimes it takes a minute to really start to lose those inches. Like everyone's body is going to react differently. So we might only lose one inch for the first couple of sessions or two inches. Like, and you're at session five and you're starting to hit that panic. Like, Hey, why am I only doing it? And then all of a sudden it starts to really come off. Like your body kind of has to acclimate. Um, and then we, we have people that just really, they see the results immediately. We are draining through your lymphatic system. So we need that like that lymphatic system kind of moving to get those results. So that's kind of the other thing too, is we question, I take measurements every single appointment before and after. If someone came in and say they're at like 33 and a half and um, inches around, and then they leave at 33 and a half and they come back the next week and they're at 34, I'm definitely going to be like, Hey, what went on here? Are they at 35? I'm going to start asking them questions. Like, did you go and like, what did you drink alcohol that night? Like what happened? So we're trying to get ahead of any problems that are before their actual problems. So, uh, I definitely think numbers don't lie. So I try to stick to the numbers and like keep making sure that we're getting those results. But yeah, I would say a 10 pack really is, um, the best thing. Cause you are giving your body enough time to acclimate. Like you're still going to get results at five, but, um, our five pack is also you're paying more per session than you are with a 10 pack. So that's also where I kind of tell people like, even though I'm suggesting a 10, but I think you need a 20. Um, if you have multiple body parts, I do like weigh that out. Like I'm, they are more expensive with the 10 pack. So it is always like up to the client, but usually people are more likely to buy in and like, they want to give it a try if they are starting out small, like you don't want to like go and jump into something that's, a huge investment or a huge commitment. Cause it is a commitment too. like, they have to be willing to kind of change something that's going on in their diet or lifestyle. Um, like if they're used to having wine every night for seven days a week, I'm like, okay, let's try it four nights a week. Or, you know, like you don't have to completely eliminate something, but I do want you to kind of work with the treatments. Like there's certain things and foods and alcohol that's not good for your metabolism. And we're trying to help your metabolism and we're trying to get your lymphatic system draining. So if we're going to be polluting it at the same time, like maybe we shouldn't start your package right now. Maybe we should start a little bit later, but that 10 pack really does give you the full experience of a cryo session, like of the cryo package. Whereas a five pack, you will get the full experience in some regards, but sometimes you're just not getting, you're not going to be satisfied with your end result. Like if you want seven inches, five sessions is going to be harder to get that. Um, I do believe in, doing the tonings for a lot of people. Um, sometimes I don't though. I don't always make people continue with toning. Like I, the first three weeks, I make them come in once a week. Cause I want to see what their numbers are doing. I want to track them and see how their body's really reacting to these services. So they come in for a slimming the following week, they come in for a toning and then they come in for a slimming. Then I reevaluate the situation. And I might be like, especially for a five pack, 
at that point, I'll probably be like, okay, I'm not going to worry about too much toning your skin. I want to get you those results. So let's after the, that, I'll probably skip the toning and just do two more slimmings every 14 days. Wow. <clears throat> Pricing then for a 5, 10, 20 pack. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? A uh, five pack is 2,000, a 10 pack is 3,500, and a 20 pack is 6,000. Nice. Okay. 235 and 6. Okay. Huh. Yes. And my single sessions, we do have a single session, and I basically I price it at 450, so it's a little bit more expensive. Um, and I, I just tell people, I'm like, you're kind of wasting your money unless you're only doing that as a tester, but you're 90% sure you want to get the treatment. You just want to see how it feels and see how those results are going. I do like talk people out of a single session, but that's for like any, anything, like any of the body sculpting services. One session just isn't going to get you permanent results. So we offer it, but I do, um, kind of try and talk people out of it. Like, just think about it a little bit longer. Let me know in a couple of weeks um how that's if you want to do it but which maybe isn't always like the best business plan but i'd rather i'd rather have people be happy than take the money that's not gonna get them the results it's better to have no customer than scathing reviews from a customer who has buyer's remorse yeah yeah totally You can say no. You so okay. I'm going to hand you a big red button that says, "I plead with you." <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to ask you this question: uh-huh. Are you willing to share your Cryoskin revenue numbers? What you've what you've made, or what like your best month looked like from Cryoskin? Um, this is going to sound say terrible. No. I couldn't tell you the exact number, and the reason why is because I don't. I re-put it in the, to the business. I don't. I'm not, I'm buying the industry. I, as soon as I started getting cryo results and getting money lucrative for cryo, I bought another machine. As soon as I started getting some, I buy another machine. Like I get, so I am pulling money in, but with that money, I'm using it back into the business. So like, I don't necessarily think of that as like um, actual revenue, which is weird, but um, yeah. Smart. Mm -hmm. Super smart. It's a flywheel of growth. Yes. It comes in, reinvest. I mean, how many years did Amazon do this? I, I, I'm not a, I'm not an Amazon scholar by any stretch, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they were doing something similar for, I want to say, this might be completely wrong, over a decade to where they weren't profitable because yeah. they were reinvesting every dollar in standing up dev teams for building on Amazon Prime and blah, 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 blah. And they probably ate a bunch of... Um, their margin margins mm-hmm. by way of paying for shipping for two hour shipping in some cases with Amazon fresh and what have you. So yeah, it makes yeah. Total sense. But the, but the and punchline is it's obviously been game changing. And you've been yes. To totally. I mean, I have a whole team and everything and like permanent makeup yeah. is great, but uh, yeah, like it, it, it is like, and so like permanent makeup, I would say is my bread and butter personally, but um, these other is allowing me to really expand at a lightning fast level. Like I, wow. I get, it's, it's scary. Like I've like pinched myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be 30 in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, is this really like my life right now? Like, it's so crazy busy. And I'm like scattered all the time. I always like, um, one thing about me my socks never match. I, it's like, and I use, and I purposely like don't care because it's like a representative of who I am. I'm like, I look put together and tell you like, see, and I'm like always going a million miles. Like my employees all laugh at me 
because I will be on the phone, on one phone, texting on my other phone, and they're asking me, they're both trying to talk to me, asking me questions. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they'll like ask me something because they're just talking to me and I'm like nodding to them. Like I'm kind of listening, but not actively listening. And then they'll ask me something and I'm like, I pause for a second. I'm like, um, and I use that um as I'm trying to, I'm, I shouldn't be telling you guys my secrets, but I use um as a time for me to replay what they had just said. And then I answer them and they, they laugh at me all the time. Cause you're like, you're always thinking of 10 different things that you should be doing or like adding this and doing that. Like we have estheticians coming on. We just hired estheticians. Well, now I'm adding more esthetician services on than what I was going to. Like we're having a huge um, esthetician service coming in a couple of weeks and they just got launched last week. So it's always, it's growing. And um, it's crazy because if you think about, I was shut down for 10 months and I've been open since January 22nd of 2021 is when we got to Rio back open. And I've bought in, or not, well, we have so many machines. So we have sauna beds, we have butt lifts, we have uh, three or four different cavitation machines, we have cryoskin, we have endosphere, we have um, the MSLIM, and then all now the esthetician services and all these estheticians. So the rate, like, I feel like every month I'm launching something new. Um, the problem is, is I need now more employees because I can't keep up with all the new stuff that we're doing. So we're actually adding two new permanent makeup um, stuff um, this week as well. So everything's kind of expanding, but that's why I can't give you the exact numbers because I just keep everything I'm doing. I'm just repurposing. Smart. Hopefully. <laughs> Evidently you're doing the same thing that Jeff Bezos did. So yeah. bravo, kudos to you. That is awesome. Thank you. Um, hmm. Well, let's, let's do a little gear change and get into these misconceptions that you alluded to okay. uh, at the beginning of the show. So what are yeah. those misconceptions that are problematic in beauty and what are you doing to deal with it? Um, okay. so one was I kind of touched on with the microblading, like the misconceptions, I think a lot of it is, um, well, it, I guess it is with body sculpting too, but I was thinking more when I was saying that originally, I was thinking more of the permanent makeup stuff. Like, um, just how to microblade, what microblading should look like. Like, to be honest, I, t- I teach microblading. 50% of my students have microblading done. It's not microblading. They're like, I think they're like, and they don't know that until they've completed the class. Like they come in, they've, they've done enough research to know that they want to do this as a career, yet they don't know what the microblading should actually look like healed. That is crazy to me. And that's not just them. That is like a, um, it's a problem in our field uh, that we just, it's, it just went, it took off so fast and it's just the blades I use, the pigments I use, everything that we use is, wasn't around when we first got taught. Like it, there are so many advances, which is amazing, but um, there's also like a lot of misconceptions. Like with that being said, like, like what I was saying when people microblade over old makeup or someone comes in they need their microblading fixed and we microblade over that. Like that's not going to fix the problem. It's just adding to it. Um, little things like that. Like that's kind of what I mean with misconceptions is like, um, everyone, like everyone calls me asking me for microblading. Um, but most people don't, aren't candidates for microblading. they actually want powder or combo or something else. So that's kind of what I meant with misconceptions is just like, I think we, we see lash enhancements. We see all these things and we're like, Oh, we want this, but we don't really know what it is. We just know we want it. Like we just, we, we heard the word before. So we're like, okay, cool. Um, so that's something that I meant. And then also just the misconceptions, um, or just the like, maybe they're not, maybe it's not misconceptions. It's just difference of opinions. Um, with every class I take, like, it's so crazy because 
one person will tell me this is what has, this is the way you have to do it. And then the next person's like, no, 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 that's not right. This is how you have to do it. And then the third one's like, oh no. And it's slightly different, but it might be a combination of the two. So that's kind of what I find is a little bit interesting. And then I'm seeing like people like, cause a lot of people do cavitation and laser lipo around the world that I'm like seeing. And I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't like it. And I, I did it for nine months or so. And I was like, no, like, I don't like this at all. Like I, I just, I couldn't get a read on it. So I guess that's what I mean by misconceptions is there's just so many differences of opinions in our field. And that's predominantly with the procedures then or things like how to operate the business. And that's um, I don't know about how to operate the business. I don't talk a lot of like how to operate with a lot of people. Recently, I have a little bit more, um, which I am learning so much um, on that end. But I mean, more when I was meaning it, I'm sure there's a ton of different ways to run a, the beauty business as well. But I meant it more on like a technical level, how to do things, what the right and wrong way is, when to use what machines or what pigments or what style like and and it's with everything is what i'm kind of seeing and like i'm hiring these estheticians so i'm not an esthetician so i'm like i'm not going to tell you guys what product lines to use what the way to do things because you know more i did not go to the schooling for this i might be the owner but i'm not gonna this is your guys's realm so it's also interesting to have like do these interviews with people and some people are dead set with one line and the other people like no and they want this line. So I, I, I just am finding that it, it's literally with everything um, w- in the beauty world. And I don't know if it's just because it's getting so many advances or if it is just a preference. I don't know. One thing I've heard <clears throat> recently is that one of the biggest challenges for uh, beauty business owners is that they have a very much so technician mindset and not a business owner operator mindset yes. so what have you done to wrestle with that demon so to speak to learn the way because you're clearly mm-hmm. if you're generating enough revenue with your devices to reinvest mm-hmm. uh, and deploy that capital into buy new equipment what have you you're doing mm-hmm. something right so what yeah. are you doing what has worked for you in getting away from the technician mindset which i'm assuming if you're I am starting like everyone to, else yeah. is the default state, how yeah. have you uh, tackled that? Um, I think it's an every, I don't think I've tackled it completely. Um, I have gotten myself into some programs um, that are really like beneficial. Like I just went to this retreat with a lot of, and this is PMU people. Um, so it was just, it was just for PMU, well, PMU and um, beauty, but it wasn't a body sculpting retreat. It was like for um, a lot of lashes and PMU. Um, that was a lot of the girls that were there and women that were there. And they, it was a retreat where um, I was basically sitting with people. Like I have, I'm not, I'm a very shy person. I used to be a lot more shy. I'm not as shy anymore. Pretty like I've kind of grown out of it a little bit more um, until you put me into a situation where I'm intimidated. And then I feel like a little kid again. And I have not felt like that in so many years, which I think is that uncomfortable. I have been so uncomfortable for probably the last six months because I'm growing every month at like literally every month we're adding a new service and or a new something. It's changing every single month, but living in that uncomfortableness. And I think that as a technician, like changing your mindset, it's not comfortable because I'm comfortable with a blade in my hand. I'm comfortable with that machine and doing a consult. Like that's what I know. So learning from people 
who've done it better. They've already made it. Learning and like talking to them, I think is huge. But some people just strictly don't have the mindset. Like it's just not like they're going to be an artist. Like you, there's so much more to owning a business. And that's kind of, um, it's something that you have to figure out what you want. Like, do you want to work for someone else and be the artist, like the mean artist at a salon or at a, um, at an office, or do you want to do the behind the scenes and the business stuff? Because I personally, I'm trying to step back on the artist stuff because I can't, you can't do both. Like you kind of have to figure that out. Like if you're going to be doing all the business stuff, you can't be seeing clients five days a week, six days a week. Like I haven't had a day off while being in town and not being out of town on a vacation since June 11th. Um, So that's kind of where that I'm trying to find that out too. Like I am making these steps, but I'm trying to pull away and do more of that business thing. So I think making that is an active decision. Like, okay, do I love doing this artistry and I need to hire someone to maybe run the business for me and I'm not really running the business? With that, it's not your business really anymore because someone else is going to be running it and it's going to be more of their taste and stuff. But, or, and you can be the employee somewhere. Like, and it just kind of depends. And, and that's kind of my thought process on it is I think you have to have a different mindset. And all of the people that I talk to, they're like, you think of things differently. Like I've always known I wanted to own my own business. I didn't know what it was. It changed. When I was a little kid, I wanted to own my own hair salon and nail salon. Um, there was like this place called Me Spa. And it was, I don't know if it's like, I, I think it was worldwide, but it was, there was local. So it had um, pedicures and massages and facials. And it was like a really nice, like kind of like day spa here. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want to do that. But then I was like, that's not me. Like, I don't know how to do hair. I don't know how to do makeup. Like I wasn't, I was always the athlete. Like it wasn't something. So I completely like left that thought process until um, my mother-in-law did permanent makeup. That's why I got into this field. And she told me for years, like, do this with me, do this with me. And I'm like, I didn't like the way it looked. Um, I thought the old way of tattooing, it wasn't my cup of tea. I was a little bit more natural for that. So until microblading started coming out, then I started doing that. But I always had that business mindset. So I like taught myself because I think you can teach yourself anything. So mind over matter, you, if you put the work in, you can do both, but at what expense? Because once you do get really popular or you start being like a master at your craft, there's going to be a point where you have to make that decision. And so I think that's kind of where it's not, I didn't really answer your question. I kind of just, um, I think you have to choose. And maybe that's just my, that's how I think of it, but I am not, I'm not being able to do as much artistry now because I have to, there's so much to do to get everything running and running correctly. You have to choose. Mm -hmm. Choice is the exhaust of your value hierarchy. Something like that. Meaning, you've alluded to this, if you, if you value the artistry more than the, maybe the singular artistry uh, in a one-to-one context versus having um, maybe maximal effect on the greatest number of people by way of being decoupled from the, in the business side of things, being what have you, to where you can then start thinking about, maybe I want to franchise uh, SoCo face and body or whatever and go nationally or internationally mm-hmm. or start a, 
product line or create my own yeah. device, whatever. Um, so you have to, I think, select your values, maybe even write them out. And then that becomes yes. your set of guiding principles that you operate your life and business decisions uh, through. Yeah. I suspect. Yeah. Well, let's do this in closing. Um, let's pretend that Courtney cloned herself. But for whatever reason, the scientists got the time machine jacked up. And Courtney today, with the brain you have between your ears today, mm-hmm. is rewound back to your inception point when you started. Okay. And you have all the brain power you have between your ears today. Mm-hmm. What would you have done differently if you were to start over? Um, I would I would have hired differently. So um I would have, I hired service providers and not in the best, like it was more like just like a friendly thing. Like, Oh, Hey, you need help. I'll help you. Cool. So it was hiring, but not for a purpose. Um, so I hired service providers and I did have a hire an office manager. Um, and I'm starting to try and find someone now because I can't, there's so many, like I sell, um, I have my sellers for myself, permanent makeup products. Like I've gotten things branded with my name on it. Um, I have my own machines. I have my own blades. I have, I sell pigments and like, I'm just giving like for like students or something, but there's a whole other side of the business that like I haven't been able to capitalize on because I don't have the structure because I don't have an office manager. So I would say you can't do everything yourself. Um, and you want to like, as a business owner, you're like, I mean, I think it's kind of an entrepreneurial thing. Like you just think you can do it like, Oh, it needs to get done. You you have like a control problem, like a little bit, like I'm definitely a little bit of a control freak. So I would say stop that and like hire. I wish I would have hired right out of COVID, which is kind of a scary thing, but I wish I would have hired like a office manager, front desk person right out of COVID because I can't keep up. You can't keep up with everything. You can't keep up with phones and service providing and everything that needs to kind of be kept up with. So I think I hired backwards and I wish I would have, hired an office manager, an assistant, um, something like that almost immediately, because I think things would be more organized now. And if you're doing, if I'm doing everything, I'm not doing something proficiently enough. And it's funny. Cause I tell my students, this, I'm like, don't dabble, don't do everything all at once, like master something first, like in the artistry, like just microblader, do microblading and powder brows, but just focus on brows for a little bit. Don't get your esthetician license and go to esthetician school right as you're getting your permanent makeup license, because you won't be proficient on anything. You'll be like mediocre with everything because you don't have the time to dedicate to it. But I didn't think of that as a business standpoint. So I think that is like, um, if I could go back and tell myself something like you will make it just keep practicing, but hire someone that compliments you. That's you're like, my mind is ideas, but I'm not organized. And so, and I know that about myself. I know that I'm not very organized and having someone that is organized, that will answer the phones all the time that will, um, kind of like make your website or make a social media account. Like I didn't even have a social media account until last year for my business. Like those little things that I think I would be so much further along had I had that. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to give the final word to you. So what message would you give or want to give to the world today? Um, I would just say like, you can like, you can do anything you put your mind to, you just have to practice. Like there, I I just think a lot of times we put ourselves in these little boxes and we keep ourselves so restrained 
into these boxes instead of just letting ourselves do whatever you want to just make sure it's what you want like do something you love and just keep practicing it and you'll make it amazing where can the audience connect with you if they want to do so um we have our website and our social media our social media is soco face and body um, and then our website is uh, com, And the and is written out. It's not like a symbol. Cool. I will link that in the show notes for the listeners. <clears throat> and this will also be in the uh, YouTube description as well. And uh, yeah, Courtney, I've enjoyed my time with you. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Take care. Hi. If you're looking for the latest in aesthetics and wellness equipment, check out Artemis.co to learn more about how we're helping beauty and wellness business owners take their business to the next level without the costs and